My husband and I are not baby boomers. We're too old. In 1967, we got married and lived in a conservative town where I spent my time matching my Finnish Mary Mecco fabric to my Danish dance couch, while everyone else was tuning in, getting high, and dropping out. All I wanted then was to drop in to the suburban social scene. I spent my time blow-drying my hair, going to catered tennis parties, and worrying whether I'd get invited to Beverly to Markin's cookout at the club. I had convinced myself that Zabar's was the zenith of experience, and that I could define myself by how other people responded to me. I was miserable. I was in a Tuesday morning doubles tennis game. God forbid it should be singles and I should actually move my body with three other women. The purpose of the game was to use up two hours before we went out to lunch where we would discuss such relevant matters as whether we should write letters to Lee Iacocca begging him to start making convertibles again. Life had become difficult when the only choice one had was hardtop. Then in 1977, I read Richard Alpert, Baba Ramdas, as Be Here Now, a manual for sacred living. The book invited me to simplify my life, surrender judgments, and to live in the present moment. It was an invitation I couldn't refuse. After I closed that book, I went radical. I threw out the wall-to-wall carpeting, threw out the TV, threw out my bras, and offered my kids' little friends rice cakes instead of ringdings. We quit our jobs, I started writing, and my husband started designing furniture. By the time our kids left for college, we were out of money, and it looked as if their goals were to end up not like us. You're just late hippies, one of our sons said to us a few years ago when he caught us wildly dancing to the Grateful Dead at 2 o'clock in the morning. We're not late, I said. We're right on time. Cut your hair, my husband's father tells him. I love it long, I say to my adorable 83-year-old father-in-law. He rolls his eyes heavenward. So how did we end up? Well, for one thing, we found out there's no such thing as end up. We live in a tiny cabin on a small island. Funds are low. We are happy. I am still driving the 79 Volkswagen I bought secondhand. We laugh at the lecture we gave our sons during our years of matching upholstery. Not one seed, not one roach, not one rolling paper, not one indication that any illegal mind-altering substance has ever entered this car. Do you understand? Our babies had nodded, and they drove without incident. Now, we are renting movies like The Last Waltz, the movie about the band called The Band. And we phone our younger 40-something friends, and we put the tape on pause, and we describe where each musician is standing on the stage, and we say, Now, which one is Eric Clapton? They are hysterical as they bellow into the phone, Where were you living? Under a rock or what? He's the guitar player, third from the left, they answer. Then we tell them we think Joni Mitchell is really good, and when they're done laughing, they tell us that next we should rent The Doors. So we didn't get to do it in the 60s. We think this is a better deal. We get to question authority and not worry about getting busted by our parents. I mean, like, we are the parents. Our older son works at American Express, and our younger son loans his father a tie and an ironed button-down Oxford shirt to wear to pay a condolence call. When the kids were home for the holidays, my Volkswagen was in the shop, and so we had to borrow one of their cars. They stood together in the doorway, about to wave us off, when they looked at each other, grinned in unison, and like a Greek chorus, in harmony, they chanted, Not one seed, not one rolling paper, not one roach.